for your thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. We have just one hour today, and that is an open line until 10 o'clock. Then, uh, after the 10 o'clock news, it'll be on the money. In the news this morning, Supreme Court ruling on the travel ban gives President Trump a boost and changes the media narrative a little bit. White House says that Syria could be planning a chemical attack that would likely result in the mass murder of civilians, including children. Sean Hannity said last night that the Russian allegations are boomeranging on the Democrats. Newly exposed video reveals brutal tactics of Otto Warmbier's sadistic torturers. The Congressional Budget Office estimates health bill would lower the deficit but increase the number of uninsured. Man arrested after driving his car onto the University of Missouri basketball court. Can you imagine that? Well, I got it through the door. Locally, a gunplay in downtown Champaign asks many questions and gets some answers. House Speaker Michael Madigan said yesterday that the Democrats are finalizing a proposed state spending bill. It may be ready for... Republican scrutiny today. It's okay, you all. Uh, they've got until, uh, what, Saturday? Several interesting letters to the uh, editor in today's News Gazette and the Champaign Park District to apply for a grant to purchase a park on the city's north side. If the grant is awarded, the money would be used to purchase the Human Kinetics Park at 1501 North Market Street. Jim Dye asks in today's Gazette editorial, what's the rush? This is aimed at state Democratic leaders who are pushing the endorsement process ahead of the March 2018 primary battle for governor. The rich guys are running television ads and I, all over the place. A couple of things I want to uh, call to your attention before we get uh, started this morning. They have scheduled a walk and a concert to support the University of Illinois scholar missing since uh, June 9th. This will be at the Cranert Center for the Performing Arts. Public's invited to take part to convey community support and to give those frustrated by her disappearance a way to do something positive. A lot of people Wanting to help, this is uh, one way you can get involved. The walk will start at 645 at Cranert. That's over on the Goodwin, 500 South Goodwin. Then go to Turner Hall at 1102 South Goodwin, the laboratory where the student worked. It uh, then 
We'll proceed to North Goodwin Avenue, where the uh, student was last seen July the 9th, or I'm sorry, June the 9th, before returning to Cranert. Then a brief concert will follow at Cranert from 7.30 to 8, featuring the Jasmine Fields Orchestra that consists of more than 40 Chinese U of I students who play both Chinese and Western instruments. So that is coming up on Thursday. Then on Saturday, the Ice Cream and Independence at the Virginia Theater, 7 o'clock, free TCBY yogurt. That will be starting at uh, 5. And uh, this uh, program this year, we've been trying to figure out uh, how many of these we've had. It's around 10, I think. The evening will feature uh, the Champaign-Urbana Civic Wind Band. That'll be conducted by Lyndon uh, Linda Morehouse, and uh, the uh, guest soloist will be the soprano uh, Yvonne Redman from the Illinois School of Music. She is an internationally acclaimed uh, singer and is going to include a lot of uh, patriotic uh, compositions as well as old favorites from the American Songbook. Some old standards you'll be hearing from Cole Porter and George Gershwin and Hoagie Carmichael. We're going to be handing out free flags. These little flags will be handed out to everybody that attends. And, of course, we'll be broadcasting this live from the Virginia beginning at 7 o'clock, replaying it at uh, 7 on the 4th of July. Remember now, if you're an active service member or a veteran, Admission is free, but you do need a ticket. All seats are reserved. And for tickets, you can call the Virginia Theater box office or go online at thevirginia.org. Up in Rantoul on July the 2nd, they're having the Hall Brothers Racing in association with the Rantoul Chamber of Commerce holding their second annual Rumble on the Runway, the Monster Truck Show at the Rantoul National Aviation Center. This is part of the Chamber's Freedom Celebration. And they're going to have five of the best monster trucks in the business there. It's going to be something rumble on the runway. Tim Hall is the man in charge of that. We'll try to give uh, Tim a call before the week is out. We don't have much of time this morning. Gave you some of the uh, headlines. We're going to take our first break right here and see what's on your mind. As as we go along, you can either call us at the 356-9397 or our Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. Back after this first break. All right, we have an hour for your calls this morning. That's all, 356-9397. Texas at the three five one five three five seven. A story here written by Howard Kurtz. Now you have to remember where these stories uh, come from. He's a Fox News analyst and host of Media Buzz. Author of five books is based in Washington, and he has written a story that uh, is very interesting. I think uh, nine justices delivered a. Reminder yesterday of why the Supreme Court 
was such an important campaign issue. In allowing key parts of President Trump's travel ban to take effect, the high court, with help from Trump's man, Neil Gorsuch, upended the conventional wisdom on the case. After all, in agreeing to hear the case in October, the justices could have left the temporary stay in place pending a final ruling. Instead, they sent a strong signal to the appellate courts that they had gone too far in blocking the executive order and enabled the president to claim a clear victory for our national security. But the court also obliterated the existing media narrative, which is that the travel ban was a badly botched unconstitutional overreach by Trump. That narrative took hold as the lower courts rejected two successive versions of the ban, and it was fueled by the visceral dislike that many news organizations and commentators have for that order, despite the fact that it was a central plank in Trump's campaign. Now, there is little question that the first travel order was hastily drafted and rushed out in the administration's first week. The current version was designed to fix some of those problems. That measure, you may recall, greatly restricted travel from six predominantly Muslim countries for 90 days and froze the nation's refugee admissions for 120 days. The purpose was to give the administration time to tighten the vetting procedures. The limited duration means that by the time the Supreme Court issues a final ruling, the bans may have run their course. The court did carve out an exemption for foreign citizens with ties or relationships in America, but others applying for visas without such ties or business here could be barred. Three justices, including Gorsuch, wanted to let the entire travel ban take effect. And Howard Kurtz says, I was live on Fox Business when the ruling came down and immediately realized that the landscape had dramatically changed. What I didn't know at that moment was that this was a 9-0 to zero ruling, meaning that the administration's chances of prevailing in the case are quite good. The temporary ban isn't necessarily popular, in an AP poll last week, 57% said the courts acted correctly by blocking it, and 39% said the judges were wrongly interfering. I understand precisely why the Trump ban is controversial, given the perception that it targets Muslims. But what the justices did yesterday suggests it may not be unconstitutional. So, column by Howard Kurtz, a writer for Fox News. And Sarah says, I did not read in this in the National Enquirer, but in the Chicago Tribune, June the 4th, J.B. Pritzker, who is evidently richer than the whole Kennedy family, bought a house next door to his. He had all the toilets disconnected in the house that made it not habitable and dropped his property taxes like a rocket. Wonder if that would work for the rest of us. <laughs> well, what do you do? What if you had an outhouse? 
That's what you'd have to do, I guess. And a more uh, disturbing note, the Trump administration said late yesterday that it had discovered evidence that the regime of the Syrian president could be planning another chemical weapons attack. The press secretary, Sean Spicer, said in a statement, the United States has identified potential preparations for another chemical weapons attack by the Assad regime that would likely result in the mass murder of civilians, including innocent children. He added that the activities resemble preparations uh, that they found in April for the chemical weapons attack that was blamed on Damascus. As we have previously stated, the United States is in Syria to eliminate the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, Spicer concluded. If, however, Mr. Assad conducts another mass murder attack using chemical weapons, he and his military will pay a heavy price. 921, a break here, Mr. Bond. We're coming right back. Phone lines open until 10. We're back on a Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. It's uh, 3569397. And the uh, text line is 3515357. Marcus Jackson has written a, a front page story in the News Gazette this morning Gunplay in Downtown. Many questions and uh, some answers. He asks a bunch of uh, questions and uh, in this uh, story, it's uh, much too long to go into in any detail this morning, particularly since we only have an hour, but uh, take a look at it. There's a lot of uh, good information in there, that's for sure. Uh, Don is uh, on the line. Hello, Don. Hey, good morning, Jim. Uh, yeah, I was talking about the travel ban thing. I mean, yesterday I called, and that's really all I said. I mean, at the end I said, According to the law, it seems like the president has every right, you know, and the guy called up afterwards and said, I, I was a very dangerous person because I thought the president could be able to do whatever he wanted to do, you know, and no, I thought he was following the Constitution. So I would argue the latter. That guy is very dangerous. He don't care about the Constitution. We've we got to get off that train of thought. You know, we have to get off the thought that because... We're pro-life, we hate women, and, you know, this premise that uh, Republicans can't do health care. It's ridiculous. We need to get past the liberal premise. We need to get past it. Okay. Hope we can. Hope we can uh, get uh, get uh, things going in uh, both uh, Springfield and Washington. How big of an issue is congregating downtown? We're having some big crowds uh, down there on Friday. That's what we want. We want people to come to this. A Friday night uh, uh, music and outdoor eating down there is a big, big thing. It's uh, really worked great. And uh, following the incident uh, on the Walnut Street on Saturday morning, some, down, uh, some downtown bar owners expressed concern that Large congregations of people on the sidewalk had become a problem. Justin McMillan, a bartender and manager at uh, Derailed, said uh, 
the hardest thing to do is keep people from loitering outside the bars. We have a capacity, so we can't have everyone who is here being out on the patio. We can only have 39 people on the patio and uh, next door at Memphis on Main. They can have 16. You try to control that the best that you can. Downtown bars don't allow guns inside, as the red stickers on the door indicate. But is there anything on the books to keep someone with a concealed weapon from being in the vicinity of the bars, as Comer was when he allegedly fired his weapon near the corner of Walnut and Taylor Streets? The short answer is no. While firing a gun is against the law, carrying a concealed gun where Comer was is not. Most establishments in Champaign indicated entrances that weapons are banned inside. That ban includes the area immediately outside uh, where patrons patrons, uh, sit to eat and drink. And Troy Daniels said, The way I have viewed the law is, if there is an outdoor cafe area, that would apply to whether the weapons were banned inside the establishment. They would be banned in the outdoor cafe area as well. This particular case didn't have anything to do with it because the shots weren't fired in the establishment or in the outdoor seating area. This particular case, it would have nothing to do with the prohibited firearms. Then he goes on to talk about are the rules against late night and early morning loitering downtown? What are the rules about open carry? Uh, What does Champagne's curfew say about who can be where and when? All that in uh, Marcus Jackson's story in the News Gazette uh, this morning. So take a look at that. It's uh, 9.30, and uh, Brian Barnard has the news headlines. We'll be back with more Open Line on Penny after. This is Penny for your thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. Phone line's open at 356-9397. The Castle Heating and the Cooling text line is 351-5357. I want to talk to you about uh, my friend uh, Chad Ebert. Uh His goal is to earn your letter of recommendation. And they now have more than 200 local letters of recommendation, they being Precision Painting. Precision Painting has 50 of the Angie's List reviews are A-rated. They're the recipient of the Super Service Award from Angie's List. So this is the time of year to think about the exterior needs of your home, and they do everything from exterior painting to wood siding to windows to deck refurnishing, refinishing, I should say. They are experts in getting your deck back to pristine condition. They'll power wash, repair boards, stain, fix nail pops, everything you need to have a beautiful deck for entertaining this summer and fall. And if it's exterior painting services you need, Precision Painting uses MAB Paints, the finest paint available, as stated by a leading consumer magazine. Efficient, on average, most houses are done in about a week. When they're there, they're working. They don't jump 
from job to job. Precision Painting knows that preparation is about 75% of the job. Prep is more important than the paint job sometimes. Stress urgency. And I am going to do just that. They're, they're really busy, and uh, they have some bookings uh, left for outside work. If you, if you want the very best, call them. Precision Painting. Sometimes still available, but you need to contact them right away. They're competitively priced. They require just 10% down. Chad Ebert is at 384-7590. Precision Painting. Quality calls for precision. Or you can go to their website. It's www.yprecision.com. That's W-H-Y-P-R-E-C-I-S-I-O-N.com. Precision Painting. Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan said yesterday that Democrats are finalizing a proposed state spending plan that could be ready for Republican scrutiny as early as today, just four days before Illinois begins a third year in a row without a budget. Partisan statements measured and verged on the hopeful Monday, the sixth consecutive day of special legislative session called by the governor after the Democrats, who controlled the General Assembly, failed to send him a fiscal blueprint by the May 21st end of the spring session. The two-year stalemate, the longest of any state since the uh, at least the Depression, has driven the annual budget deficit to $6.2 billion and spawned a $15 billion heap of overdue bills. Democrats have resisted Rauner's calls for mixing into budget discussions other issues, including cost-saving changes to workers' compensation and state employee pension benefit programs and a local property tax freeze. 938, 70 degrees. Let's go to Hank. Hello, Hank. Yeah, hi, Jim. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Fine. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, ACA, uh, the Affordable Health Care Act, and uh, the proposed replacement, uh, the Republican proposed replacement of it. And I see the Republicans essentially making the same mistakes uh, that the Democrats did. It's kind of a their top-down solution, creating some kind of nationalized uh, health care bomb light replacement. And uh, I really think that the whole health care thing, because I, I believe it's a service, not necessarily a right to health care, a right to the point where other people have to pay for your health care, uh, I think it should be returned to the private sector and that uh, there is a Wisconsin solution that was being worked out for the high-risk uh, insurance pools that seemed to, had, seemed to be working before the ACA had preempted it. And a person can go online and check that out themselves. But uh, I had emailed you guys a link to a Chicago Tribune editorial board opinion about why, I mean, this this is back in September uh, 
of 2016, and they had already concluded that Obamacare had failed. And uh, anyway, uh, I, they, they make some good points. It's a September 26, 2016 story, and it's called Why Obamacare Failed. Now, you're going to have they, to hurry, Hank, because uh, we only have about 20 minutes left in the entire program. So go ahead. Okay, well, sorry. Uh, but anyway, the point is, is uh, they don't even mention it's Republicans' fault or anything like that. They didn't get partisan or anything. And they said basically it's uh, uh, Obamacare flunked economics 101 and human nature 101. And I think we need, and I'm glad that I don't think this is going to pass, what the Republicans are doing now. I need, they need to go back and figure out something that really works in the real world. And so that's pretty much what all I have to say right now on that. But uh, I know my own family, uh, we have been uh, ravaged by Obamacare, and we're paying uh, close to two and a half to three times more than what we were paying two to three years ago. In, in essence, we're subsidizing other people's insurance. And so, anyway, uh, that's what I have to how, say. How are the, uh, the benefits uh, changed at all? or is it? Well, we had to go to what's considered a silver plan, Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, to duplicate our assurance health plan that we had before. And th- that health care plan went by the wayside because I, apparently it couldn't be upgraded uh, to a point and still keep me in that particular uh, premium per month. And so we're on a Blue Cross Blue Shield silver plan. And right now, hold on to your hat, uh, its retail price is $2,100 a month. And that was to duplicate something that we were paying less than $600 a month two years previous. And uh, so the whole thing about how it was going to say, how Obama, ACA was going to save us $2,500 a month and that we get to keep our insurance plans and keep our doctors. Well, that was all a flat-out lie, especially to our family. And I know there's tens of millions of other Americans who are just similarly outraged by what's happened in the last four or five years. Yeah, the uh, this uh, health care bill that the uh, Repub- Senate Republicans are talking about now, they claim will reduce the federal deficit and uh, eventually lead to a lower premiums, but result in millions more Americans being uninsured a, de- a decade from now. So, well, that's what they say. We right now have between 9 and 13 million that are still uninsured, despite promises that every American would be insured under the ACA. Okay, Hank, we could talk about this all day. I need to hey, go, you sir. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. John is next. Hi, John. Hey, good morning, Jim. I just want to say, you know, when you're talking in reference of health care, if, if this country would go back, and think about the, the ones that built this country, because we, after the war, we established the Marshall Doctrine in every country. They had established health care, and they built on it. They started with their senior citizens and worked their way up. To, you know, to me in this country, I can't understand, you know, once you reach the age of 65, you have dedicated so much to this country. The country should turn around just like the, uh, uh, the plan of uh, financial management and help you with your health care. Now, if you do have a child that's having a, a health problem, that's understandable. But in a way, people look at it like you want something for nothing. But what about the seniors? We are forgetting about our seniors, and that's what hurts me the most when it comes to this health care. Nobody thinks about the seniors. Yeah, it uh, seems to be uh, based on uh, 
the amount of uh, money that you make or the amount of uh, taxes that you pay and those kind of things are are jumping right into this. And uh, well, we've so got crazy. you know we've got Medicare, we got Medicaid, and uh, we got a we got some of those. Those are well, programs that have been established by the government. Right, but they're taking so much from them to enter into. It's the old rule of thumb. They say, well, we got to take this interest in our children, but if our children have taken interest in us, as we're getting older, we're falling by the wayside, and there's nothing we can do about it. All right, John. Thanks for your opinion. We need to take a break here. It's 71 degrees at 944, coming right back. Well, they've had a lot of uh, problems uh, down in uh, at the University of Missouri with their uh, basketball program. They seem to have it uh, going in the right direction now with uh, their new coach and uh, the recruitment of uh, some uh, good players. So what happens to him? A 23-year-old man smashes through two gates and drives onto the basketball court. This happened over the weekend. Caused a little damage, about $100,000 worth of damage. Police were called early Sunday after a Volkswagen was driven through a closed gate on the south side of the Mizzou Arena. Major Brian Weimer says the driver then went through a garage door in the back dock area and damaged several golf carts before heading onto the court where the car's tires left skid marks in places. After exiting through the same dock entrance, the driver is accused of smashing through a second gate near the stadium and fleeing. The suspect is a December 2016 university graduate. He was released Sunday night on a $10,500 bond after being booked on suspicion of four counts of first-degree property damage and second-degree burglary. So you got a bad streak going. It just keeps going, doesn't it? But uh, some people... uh, Josh Seymour, writing the Gazette from Marysville, Washington, says it's refreshing to read positive Champaign-Urbana news. I enjoyed seeing the article posted Saturday on the News Gazette's uh, website about all the donations that Restore is getting in Champaign. Sometimes when I go to look at the news, all I find are stories about how bad things are but it's refreshing to read an article that is about something good. I think it is really great that they're getting so many donations that they had to change their hours around to make it work. It's awesome to me that so many people are willing to donate their items instead of selling them or taking them to a dump. I think it's more if more people would donate the things they don't want anymore than people who don't have much uh, could have more nice things. I would be happy to see more articles about good things taking place like this one. And there's another story which is pretty funny. Chris Dietrich over in Urbana suggests that uh, when walking your dog, instead of plastic, you should carry a few pages of yesterday's News Gazette. Watch for when you're 
furry friend assumes the characteristic hunchback stance indicating imminent defecation, quickly unfold the newspaper and place it on the ground beneath the Fido's rear end, thereby catching, you know, and he goes on to explain in some detail, and at the end of it he says, if that section of the paper just happens to contain a photo depicting your least favorite politician or columnist, the experience can also be quite cathartic. <laughs> now I want to see... I want to see you walking your dog, and the dog's on a leash, and he's jumping from one side to another, and you're following him, waiting so you can slip that uh, News Gazette uh, under him. That should be worth a, uh, a laugh or two itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of like the idea, though, that uh, if you could... Uh, use a paper and uh, find a picture or it'd be pretty uh, pretty easy pretty easy as a matter of fact to uh, to find uh, something you didn't like <laughs> something that uh, a, a bad story or a, a bad a picture of somebody you didn't like and uh, let's see here here's a text that says my uh, penny on the downtown issue is as follows the entire intent of building the downtown space, outdoor seating, was to attract more people to the area. It has achieved this double fold. And that being said, the downtown businesses should not have a knee-jerk reaction to the recent event. The bar owners should sit down and come up with a uniform plan to gather as many patrons as they can control and allow our officers to handle the stragglers. You can't fix stupid just enforce the law to the letter when these situations occur. Very well put. Ursula is next. Hello, Ursula. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, just fine. Uh, you know, some good news that we keep forgetting, and as long as we hear bad news, that's more or less the unusual. The usual is that people are very kind in this country. Uh, I immigrated to this country in '52 with my parents and siblings, and never had, uh, you know, a crossword said, always helpful. Uh, I realize people have, it, uh, times have changed a lot, but the thing is, I mean, you hear of a house fire families without things, they need help, uh, they give help, all of a sudden there's somebody wanting donations for somebody, uh, you know, things like that all the time, and uh, you they aren't being mentioned. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a regular thing that people do in this country, help each other. So that's, uh, you know, I feel like we should really be proud of that and never stop. So that's all I've got to say. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, take you're, care. You're exactly right. Uh -huh. 9.54, a final break, Mr. Bond, coming uh, right back after that. I have uh, just uh, an hour today, so we have time for another call or two after this quick break. Swanson Roofing, uh, the roofing dog. We've been telling you about that uh, for quite some time now. And the reason we want to do that is that this is the roofing company, if you will. Uh, 
they were selected as a small business of the year, and uh, it's just a, a great, great company. A lot of things to uh, to tell you about them, but uh, here's one of the most important things, I think. The Roofing Dog crew is comprised of roofing professionals or certified in roof installation. All of them are company employees receiving full benefits and 401Ks. Now, this is... Uh, not a deal like, you know, okay, we're going to come over and roof your house. I got to see. How many men do I need? I got to go find this guy. and I got to pick up a couple of guys here that are out of work. And No. Roofing Dog Crew has been with the company for a long time, many, many years. And they want every customer to be totally satisfied with the new roof. They guarantee their workmanship for the lifetime of your roof and the materials they use are Guaranteed for 50 years. Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, providing services in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean counties. Call today for a free estimate. The number is 355-ROOF or 355-7663. Or visit Swanson Roofing online at theroofingdog.com. Don't forget, this is a uh, family-owned business, 100% owned by Corey Swanson and his wife, Melissa. Local folks and uh, a firm that doesn't uh, subcontract out any of the work. They got a lot of things going for them. Swanson, Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog. And we go to Susie. Hello, Susie. Good morning, Jim. I missed your earlier part of the program, but I know you said something about the uh, walk going to take place in front of Cranert on Thursday night. Yeah, uh, I said everything about it, uh, where it was, when it time, what time it started, and why they were having it, and so on. Well, great. Well, thank you very much. I just wanted to call and say that I've worked um, on a committee, and I have gotten to know some students with the Chinese um, Student and Scholar Association, the CSSA, and they are the most incredibly uh, hardworking, devoted caring people I have met, um, they're so interested in trying to help the police and the FBI locate Yin Yang, bring her home. They're really waiting for her to be found and um, the passion that they have. And, you know, I'm the mother of an international student. My, you know, my daughter's studying abroad, and I think of all the parents out there who have either studied abroad themselves or sent someone abroad. And um, if you can even imagine, put yourself in the shoes of the parents. Um, whose daughter is missing. i got to go, Susie. I'm 10 okay. minutes uh, from the All end right. of the show, but I hope, hope you have a great time. And uh, Julia Reitz tomorrow on DWS in Champaign-Urbana.